Guess who's back? Back again. Ballpark Beef is back. So tell a friend. How we doing, everybody? Uh, we're well, doing good. Yeah, we're doing good? Yeah, it's a great week. Oh, I'm I'm having a terrible week. I freaking <laughs> slept through my slept through my fan. I so I'm guys. I started a fantasy league with all my friends and stuff, and I slept through the draft. Terrible commissioner. Absolutely wow. terrible. The guy, uh, the guy ended up with a defense in the eighth round in a 15 round draft with uh, I think 10 teams. Right? Yeah, you just. Uh, I was watching the draft results go by, and I was like, this guy has to be on auto draft. This is a shame. <laughs> hey, you can't forget the kicker in round seven. Oh, even worse. <laughs> that killed me, bro. I, 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 I fell asleep. Um, I went to a party that, like a pool party, came home. I ate dinner. I fell asleep at like 5.30. I was like, all right, I'm going to set my alarm for 7.30. I'll give you enough time. Slept through the whole damn alarm. And I woke up, saw my phone said 8.56. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. The best of us. Yeah. Well, I got to recover and figure it out from here. But anyways, let's let's talk some baseball. Um, so I will go first and talk about these up and down Yankees because that's what they seem like right now. Very up and down. We're five and five in our last ten. We've lost our last three, um, two against the Athletics, one against the Angels. We're still seven games ahead of Tampa, but um, it was a lot. A lot farther ahead uh, about a month and a half ago. A few, few notes on the Yankees. Uh, Harrison Bader is starting to hit off a tee. Um, he's starting his 10-day ramp up, as in quotes, um, was reported today, where he'll start his uh, minor league rehabs uh, games. Nestor Cortez is throwing a bullpen Wednesday. Uh, Severino is making his first minor league rehab start on Friday. And Miguel Castro is throwing a bullpen session on Friday. Um, someone I've been really excited over the past week is Oswaldo Cabrera. As you know, we called him up. He's batting 375 over his last seven games um, past week. I'm sorry, uh, with a 965 OPS, and he's been he's been a a bright spot in our offense. Young guy, pretty much has played played everywhere except catcher. So yeah, it's been cool to see him play, go out there, and do his thing. Yeah, uh, one thing about uh, Oswaldo, uh, with him playing everywhere, is uh, over the weekend I was watching plays of the week, and out of the top 50 plays of the week, he had three of them at three different positions. Yeah, that's that's, impressive. that's, that's very impressive. <laughs> yes. Um, but, I mean, it's good for the Yankees to get in all their, their players back and all their pitchers, so, I mean, the bats are a little on and off, but hopefully uh, with these everybody coming back and them starting to have the regular roster that – they kick things into gear going into September and October. Yeah, man. I mean, September is where we got to get hot. The bats got to wake up. I mean, besides Judge hitting his 50th bomb, uh, which is, what else you know, do you have? MVP, MVP. Broken That's... record with this guy. <laughs> 1147 OPS in his last 10 games. I mean, just otherworldly, otherworldly numbers, man. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's been it. Besides ben, him and Ben Attendee and Oswaldo, it's been pretty silent. Um, I was looking at the stats today. There's a few guys, you know, batting pretty decent the last week, but it just really hasn't shown up in the win column for us. That's true. Jose Trevino putting in some uh, some you know some work there as well. Josh Donaldson maybe coming around a little bit, but yeah, I mean the offense runs through 
Aaron Judge. Uh, that's the bottom line. And Andrew Benintendi's been a nice pickup for you guys. 100%, yeah. What about the team across town? <laughs> we could talk about them boys if you'd like. <laughs> Watch them live. The Metropolitans, yeah. We went to the uh, the Metropolitan game on Saturday. Saw David Peterson shove and the Mets win 3 nothing ball game against the Colorado Rockies in game three of that series. Uh, we're 6-4 and four in our last 10 leading into a really big series against the Dodgers. Um, what do we have as the, the lead in the East right now? So we're up to three games, you know, well, down to three games, I guess, from where we were earlier in the season. Um, but, you know, we, we, got a, we got a pretty good stretch here against some, uh, some teams that we're able to beat after the Dodgers. So looking forward to playing the Pirates seven times in the next month and, and teams nice. like that. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, got some really good contributions lately from Starling Marte. Uh, Jeff McNeil, you know, like I said last uh, last podcast, uh, one of the best players in baseball. Period in the month of August, um, you know, if not the best. So, you know, that's him right there. Uh, you know, we got Marcana absolutely raking. He's got a twelve oh eight OPS, um, better than Aaron Judge in his last ten games. Who would have thought? Uh, Marcana has like I think fourteen extra base hits in his last fourteen games or something like that. No, a tying home run against the Dodgers tonight. So. You know, really loving his his contributions at the plate. Brandon Nimmo obviously doing his thing, getting on base. Um, and, you know, it's just really exciting to watch Jacob deGrom and, and uh, Max Scherzer shove every couple days. Um, really like what I'm seeing out of relievers Trevor May, Seth Lugo uh, from the right-hand side. Um, you know, lefty has been a, a sore spot for our team, and Joely Rodriguez is pitching to a 6 ERA in the last 10 days so you know hopefully hopefully we can have uh, a lefty come up here pretty soon and and help that bullpen out and we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the cast but um yeah Mets are Mets are playing okay um we got a tough series against the Dodgers now though so we'll have to see how that goes yeah tough series now and then you play uh Linden baseball the rest of the year (laughs) hey wag did you did you hear the one comment that he made about Jeff McNeil that he's him that he's him. I'm surprised he didn't say that about uh, Kanye. Yeah, I mean, you can you can kind of just alternate him one and him two, if you will. You know. <laughs> oh boy, this guy doesn't Here. know what the version of him is. Here we go. I don't know if you're if you have an OPS above Aaron Judge, I think you could be labeled as him. Uh, what, you know, Jeff McNeil. <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, last, for a month, right? <laughs> for the last ten days, that's for sure. Um, oh boy. but yeah, no, we'll have to see. I don't know. Jeff McNeil is, is really good bat to ball skills. Um, you know, just a gritty player. We'll get on base for you. We'll drive in the run when he needs to. I don't know. Oh, I just like this team. Though. I feel, yeah, <laughs> that's such a bad topic. Now we were talking about who's the biggest douchebag on the Mets when we were watching the team, when we were watching the game and, uh, Jeff McNeil came to the top of the list, but you know, I don't care. He gets on base. He he knocks the ball around. He sprays it around everywhere in the infield, and and he'll end up on first for you. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk about the uh, newest best team in this uh, podcast, the St. Louis Cardinals. Stop um, it! Please stop. Just they are stop. now ranked number two above the Yankees, Mets, Braves in the power rankings for this week. Power rankings are fake. That? <laughs> um, Where was that? On the MLB Instagram page, I don't know about that, man. Yeah, that's hey, that's kind of weird. They're number two. Um, <laughs> so in the last eight games, they are five and three. They uh, went three and two against the Cubs. They helped the Mets out over the weekend, going two and one against the Braves. Um, 
Albert hit his 694th home run, also breaking Barry Bonds' record of homering off different pitchers at 450. Some notable players for the last week. Uh, Tyler O'Neill's bat is getting hot. He hit four homers with 10 RBIs. Uh, Nolan's doing his thing, batting 500 with five RBIs. The uh, MVP Goldschmidt is had a pretty bad week for the season he's having, but he hit 333 with five RBIs. Bad week. How is that a bad week? <laughs> for what he's been doing. An it, average week? It's, it's, it's a, yeah, I guess you could say average. And uh, we are now, we're still six games ahead of the Central. I mean, I think it's, uh, for the rest of the season, it's pretty set sail for the Central. So, pretty satisfied with another week of baseball by St. Louis Cardinals. There you go. What about Andrew Kneiser? Is that how you say his name? Uh, Kisner. Kisner, bro. 400, 400 batting average with 1189 OPS in his last 10 games. Corey Dickerson, 515 batting average with a 1273 OPS. Jeez. You guys are raking lately. We're we're getting hot at the right time. Let's just hope it carries over into September. They're all taking whatever Pujols is taking. So nothing, right? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. We can talk about that if you want. Yeah, I mean, actually, speaking of Pujols, we have a whole topic to talk about Pujols. Now, um, we kind of hinted at this last week where uh, we brought up maybe A-Rod versus Pujols. So we're going to get into that now. They you know, they were both three-time MVPs. Uh, I'm going to go over a few stats here. A-Rod, I'm on the A-Rod side just cuz he played for the Yankees and I think he had a better career. Um th- they both played for 22 years. Uh well, Pujols will have played for 22 years since this is last year. Um, A-Rod finished with a better career on base percentage, OPS, slugging percentage, and a higher career war. Now, um, Pujols does have him beat in some areas. Now he's and he's also he's two home runs away from uh, A Rod. So, I mean, I'm assuming he's gonna beat that. Uh, he's got a whole month. He better, man. Yeah, I mean, if, half. Yeah, he's definitely gonna get those two home runs and you know beat A Rod. But um, what do you guys think? Where where are your stance with this whole uh, A Rod versus Pujols? Because this is very close. We were talking about this earlier, how how actually how close they are in stat wise. Yeah, they they're very close. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna go with Pujols, not just because he's on the Cardinals, but uh A Rod's a little cheater and Pujols isn't. He cheated hmm. in high school. It was literally during high school. Hey man. Still cheated. Whatever. What do you mean he cheated in high school? He he started he took the steroids, I'm pretty sure when he was turned 18. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm just completely... Yeah, let's go look that up. I don't know. In the meantime, you know, I think uh, an unbiased third party here, um, I could weigh in on maybe the pros and cons of both. So, you know, Albert Pujols, I think what he's done for the game, just overall, I think is just better than A-Rod. I think A-Rod was hated a lot during his, you know, his time in the late 90s and early 2000s. I don't think he was liked very much. I think Albert Pujols has always been, you know, the face of the game, you know, really from from his rookie season onward. Um, I just think what he's done, especially, I think we, we talked about some of his efforts in his native Dominican Republic as well. You know, just really, really nice to give back to the community and stuff like that. I don't know. I think Albert Pujols 
as a humanitarian and an on-the-field offensive player is better than A-Rod. I think when you factor in defense, though, you have to give the nod to A-Rod just because, you know, he's got, I think, 10 D-War to Albert Pools is negative four. Um, so, you know, he, he kind of jumps him there, but I don't know. I'm taking Albert Pools in his prime any day of the week because I can't stand the Yankees, but, you know, I think there's pros and cons to both arguments. So I did cap. He took it uh, from a three-year period starting in 2001. So I capped. So Which, That was his, what, like fifth year? No. He start, yeah, he started in, what, 98, I think? He started at 18 and 98. 94. 99. And yeah. 94? You sure? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he stopped playing in 2016. You're right. Yeah, so that was his, what, like seventh year in the league? So yes. year 70 and 9. That's why he played... That's why he played 162 games in 2001, 162 games in 2002, and 161 games in 2003 because he was juicing to stay healthy. And he hit almost over 50 tapes yeah, from year. from one to <laughs> oh one to oh three. He had 156 home runs in three seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, but you know. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, like, if you go into the stats point, like you said before, um, Pujols has more hits, he has uh, more, oh, he's going to have more home runs, uh, more RBIs, more doubles, uh, more walks, less strikeouts, but then if you look at, like, the percentage-wise of it, you know, his um, slugging and war, it's all better than Pujols, but they're not, like, drastically better like they're all within one number yeah i mean stats. let's just say that i wouldn't mind either one of them in the heart of my lineup if i were if i were a baseball no. uh, team owner <laughs> um you know i think i would pay i think both of them made over 350 million dollars in their career i think i would pay both of them 350 million dollars to star in my team but um you know yeah i don't know it's it's tough ops plus 145 that's all adjusted i like looking at the plus stats you know just because it kind of evens the playing field 145 ops plus for albert Pujols, 140 for alex rodriguez so yeah so i mean i guess you can say Pujols did have a, a better career is going to have a better career but i think it's a lot closer than people may have thought at a the lot end of closer the day. than i thought yeah yeah definitely I mean, also, you look at the World Series uh, record, Pujols was two for nine, A-Rod was, uh, I think he was one for, what was he, one for two, right? But Pujols, uh, A-Rod also no, played no, not on for a... two for nine. Um, that was a playoff appearance. Yeah. Two for three, and A-Rod was, A-Rod was actually one for one in uh, 2009. Yeah, I mean, A-Rod did play on a lot worse teams than Pujols. Cardinals had somewhat of a dynasty in the, I would say, what was that? The late 2010s, early 2010s. I mean, yeah, but wasn't wasn't A Rod on the Yankees for more than 10 years? Yeah, yeah, but he played on the the Rangers and the Mariners. Those are yeah. Besides, I mean, mind you, the the what was it? The 96 Rangers were good in that year. The Rangers were good, not the Rangers, the Mariners, but yeah, pretty. I would say pretty even, but Pools definitely gets a nod. Yeah, it's a, it was like I said, it was a lot closer than we thought. Um, I don't know. I, I never was a fan of A Rod, honestly. Is he kinda, cheated? No, nah, not really that. I mean, he kind of just seemed like a douchebag to me. 
<laughs> and you know, as as we talked about Jeff McNeil, I'm not really a fan of Dijon. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Be bringing in him again. Yo, I just want to, I just want to bring up how Pete Alonso acted during the home run derby. He's the biggest what are you talking about. Events. How did he act during the home run derby that was out of line? Did Nick, you remember not watch what, it? <laughs> yeah, did you not watch how serious he was taking the home oh, run derby? The round, the round when he was um, going up against Julio Rodriguez, everybody was cheering Julio on, and you just see Pete Alonso in the batting cage, sitting on a uh, bucket, basically like praying to the Lord that he wins this round. <laughs> yeah, it it's is like, for fun, but he's trying no to make history, love. man. He's trying to become the first back to back to back home run derby champ. I mean, that's. He was. Oh my God! Uh, listen, you don't have. It's serious, but it's not. Listen, that we we all know no, people who not. take things as seriously like that. That may not be as serious, right? You know, you know what I mean. Like, I feel like I can name some of our friends who take <laughs> things seriously when they're not that serious. So, I don't know. In my opinion, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in my uh, well, I'm not want to say the same thing you did, but in my opinion, you're you're at All Star yeah. Game weekend. I mean. Regardless, trying to win or not, you're there with players you don't see every day. Like, just go out there. And he did. Fun. He win. did two years in a row and won. Yeah, he got smoked. Rodriguez is the truth, man. He got paid too. He paid a bag. I like that contract, by the way. We yeah. should talk about that on, on a future yeah. episode. Like different contracts that are going around. Like I, th- I think we talked about this earlier, but like Michael Harris, the second from um, Atlanta, that's a pretty cool contract. Yeah, that is Lock a cool contract. I, I think we should definitely like kind of go into a contract breakdown on a future episode because I really like how they're kind of uh, signing these young guys early and locking them in, but also giving them incentives based on how they play. Agreed. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's kind of cool to pay a kid when he's, you know, 24, 25 in the heart of his career versus like paying him when he's a, a grandpa going to the retirement home. You know what I mean? Like Aaron Judge, who's now thirty, and they have to pay. Yeah, him you have to pay him for, for his track time. record. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, let's let's get into the playoff picture. Um, you know, we're about a month and a half away from the playoffs. Currently, uh, this is the current playoff picture. So, uh, in the a in the AL, we got Houston as the one seed, Yankees as the two seed. They both have buys. Guardians will play the Mariners, and then Tampa will play the Blue Jays. For the NL, we have Dodgers one seed, two seed is the Mets, and then uh, we'll have Cardinals versus Phillies and Braves versus Padres. I think that is all pretty good, uh, pretty good games to watch for baseball. And I can definitely see a Mets Cardinals series, which would be very interesting. Man, don't forget my hot take. Yeah, that's not happening. I'm sorry. What's the take? Remind the viewers of what all the take is. is- the uh, Cardinals beat whoever they play in the uh, wild card, uh, and then they beat the Mets in the best of five, and then uh, they beat the Dodgers in the best of seven to make it the World Series. Yeah, very spicy. That is outrageous. That is that is super spicy. John, I got different. Hey, I got different rankings super. here. Hang on. So you you said the you said San Diego was the number six seed, right, against the Cardinals. No, San Diego versus Braves. So right now it's actually San Diego. Yeah, because they're the number sixteen. Are you? Sh- I literally just pulled it up. They are half a game back from Philly. Oh, so it must have. Okay, yeah. So fake news. 
fake news. So it's Cardinals versus Padres, Phillies versus Braves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So with the playoffs, do you guys? There are so in the AL, there are, I would say, two teams right now that still have a chance to make the last wild card: the Baltimore Orioles and the Twins. Do you guys think either of those teams will jump into the wild card with a month of baseball left? Um, honestly, the fact that there could possibly be two to three AL East teams in the playoffs is pretty crazy because you guys, as I've told you, AL East is the best division. How in could you MLB. even say that? How could, how could you Correct. even say that? No. We what have do you three mean? teams in the playoffs. There... The NL East has three teams. Who? Yeah, yeah but, oh. but the AL East is on the verge of having four. Yeah. I don't know how you can say that. Stop it, Jimmy. Stop. We are the best. Of, it's the hardest. The AL East hardest division All in right. the league. All right. Now I'm you looking at the records. Here. Okay. That. Well, Baltimore is just shocking everyone, in my opinion. If they get in, that's that's a freaking cool story. I I want to see them in because of what they're doing. Yeah, right now. I mean, to be honest with you, the White Sox have just tanked in their last ten games, or two and eight to fall to sixty three and sixty five, six and a half out of the bottom wild card spot. Baltimore's two and a half back at Toronto, yeah. which is a, a very cool chase. And then we got Seattle half game up on Toronto and Tampa with a game lead on Toronto for the first wild card spot. Very tight. Yes, it's uh, it's gonna come down to the wire, and uh, I would love to see the Orioles, man. Yeah, they're they're they, a they've young, so hard. They're a young, exciting team. You always love watching the young, exciting teams. Yeah, I mean, I think they bought up uh, what was it, uh, Gunnar Henderson, uh, mm-hmm. last night and hits a game tying home run. Yep, yep. Bottom of the eighth. I mean, those are moments you live for as a ball player. Can we talk about how the Padres are just kind of falling off the face of the we earth did this right last now? year too? Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you about that too. What they're, happened? Uh, they're only half a game up. Well, one and a half games up on Milwaukee for the last wild card spot. Yeah, I I remember I was saying how like when we talked about the Juan Soto deal, Josh Hader was like a huge pickup for them. I totally take back that comment. I think he's the worst reliever in baseball right now. <laughs> he is. He's pretty bad. <laughs> he's really bad. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that the Tatis news uh, affected that team? I don't know. I, I I don't know if that would affect the whole team. I mean, it kind of does suck, but I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. I think uh, I think that they did this last year. I think this is kind of the the Padres' identity. You know, they were neck and neck with the Dodgers for a while, and then all of a sudden, the Dodgers became the Dodgers, and the Padres started being bad, and then you know they fell out of it. I think it's happening again. Um, I don't know that they know how to close out a season. Something that the Mets were quite familiar with uh, prior to the season, though. Yeah, that I mean that was my my call for the four for four, but I think I'm going to lose that that uh, bet. Definitely going to lose remind that. Remind the bet. listeners what, what the bet was. What was the what was the win? What was it ninety and a half? For the Mets? Was it that? Yeah. What, what was Let's it? See. I forget. No, it was, was ninety two and, and a half. half. We actually pushed it up pretty high. No. Yeah, ninety-two and a half, and I, I think, I mean, I, they should beat that. I don't know. Have we explained to the listeners about Which this? So crazy. we we bet Wendy's four for four meals on different events in baseball. So we'll take like I don't know. We'll pick 
between Garrett Cole and Jacob DeGrom and say whoever has the best fan graphs reference war um, after the season, you know, the person who picks that person wins a four for four or whatever. Like, you know, we have an over under for the Mets um, number of wins. So I took the over at 92 and a half and then John took the under. So whoever wins gets awarded a four for four. So that's, that's our betting currency. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. Cause I remember once this season started up, we had like 20, I may be exaggerating, but we had like 20. You're not just going back. You're not and forth exaggerating in the group at all. Chat. There's literally 20 in my notepad. <laughs> we were just going back and forth with like some crazy. We have some good formats. ones, and the crazy. We have some good ones. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is we haven't gotten a four for four in probably. I know a year, we have so. to. We have to start casting. Oh, definitely them more than that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely more than a year. You know what's crazy though? We have actually some good <laughs> so, ones. I'm just looking at these again, and we have a four for four for the cards under eighty nine and a half wins. That's between John. Mm. They're, they're at 55 right now. They, they got to win 15 games in a month. I mean, they can do it. They can do it. this month. Unless they fall off the face of the earth. We have the Mets under 92 and a half. You, John took the under. I know. We have the Yankees 93 and a half. <laughs> Nick took the under. Oh, shit. I mean, Nick they were the on under. base. <laughs> and then we also have, and this is an interesting one. We took Chris Bassett's ERA at 350. And I took the under. He's sitting at uh-huh. three three four this year. Ooh, damn! So we'll have to revisit this with the with the, oh, end of the season uh, results and, and talk to listeners about that. But I just think that's like a cool plug. That's that's just something that we do in our group chat. You know, that obviously is what spawned ballpark yeah. beef as well. You know, just beefing in the chat. So yeah, pretty fun. So with the playoffs coming up in September, um, you know, we're gonna have those uh, rosters expanding. So teams will be able to add two more players to their team. Are you guys excited for anyone to uh, join your team? You know, help you push to the playoffs. Who are you looking at, Nick? Uh, yeah. Um, so the two people I were looking at, is I would like them to uh, have Matthew Libertor back. Not not even if he's in the starting rotation, just coming out the bullpen. Um, he's an upcoming pitcher that I really enjoy watching. Um, he struggled a little bit when he first got into the majors, but... Sometimes that happens with everyone. Um, you know, our pitchers, they aren't the greatest pitchers. Um, I think having another lefty in the lineup, uh, I mean, in the pitching rotation is pretty big when it comes to the playoffs. Um, even if it's coming out the bullpen, you know, you face two lefties out of three batters, just get the job done. Um, another player that, I mean, it's probably not going to get called up, but uh, I've been watching him a couple weeks from now. Um, Alec Burleson. Uh, he's an outfielder. Um, me personally, I know you said earlier in the show that Dickerson was hitting 500 last week. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him. I don't think he's a great defensive player. Um, not really a fan of his bat either. I mean, he gets hot, he gets hot. You know, everyone's going to like him. But uh, Alec Burleson in AAA, he's batting 325 with um, 22, 20 home runs and 80 RBIs. I mean, I think he could be a big, big bat if he came up. Uh, just to see what he could do. I mean, never know as a rookie, anything could happen in the playoffs, you know? That's true. That's yeah, good. That's definitely. a good take. Um, yeah. So for me, I'm, I want them to call up Oswald Peraza. I think you guys are tired of me talking about him, but I think he needs to come up at this point. His, his stat lines aren't the craziest, but 
as we've seen with Oswaldo Cabrera, um, the the young youth is kind of bringing a spark to the team. And I feel like Oswald Peraza is, you know, he's our number two prospect. So, I mean, that definitely will give us some kind of push, especially I'm not totally sold on Isaiah Connor falefa I think Oswald can maybe even play better than him over there at shortstop or, you know, even give Oswald Peraza a shot at third base. Um, you know, just see what he can do. Give him a shot. And then this is kind of a hot take. Um, I was talking to Jimmy about this during the Mets game, but I really do think they need better catchers on their team. I know Francisco Alvarez is someone you don't want to see up yet, but I think he would give you guys a, a big jolt from that catcher position. Uh, but he's not doing great in AAA. He's only batting like 180 right now, so maybe that's why they're holding him back. But I would love to see uh, Francisco Alvarez called out for you guys. He He's the number one prospect in uh, baseball. So, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Why so? I uh, Because I said that to you guys at the baseball game. You guys looked at me. Well, I don't agree heads. with him, but, you know. I, no, I mean, he weird. didn't agree with me either. You both, you both said yeah, wait till well, next year. I, I'm sticking with that. I think uh, waiting until next year for Francisco Alvarez is the best call. Um, there's a, there's, unfortunately, we haven't gotten a lot of offensive production from the catcher spot, but I think what McCann and Nito add defensively, and also you know with rapport with the pitching staff, is is um, hard to calculate on paper, um, but it's there. So I think that sticking with that for now, although it sucks from off- an offensive perspective, you know I don't think Francisco Alvarez is the solution there. So, you know, hoping for next year, though, hopefully he builds that rapport and can and can make this, the spring team. Um, but I have two players as well that I would like to see. So the first one is kind of in the Alec Burleson vein as well. Um, a very similar hitter in Mark Vientos for the Mets. Um, he plays for AAA Syracuse, uh, and I would love to see him come to the club. You know, we have Darren Ruff to bat from the right-hand side of the plate at the DH spot, but he's been struggling. I think he's 0 for his last 18 or so. Um, yeah, so pretty cold. Uh, but this year, Mark Vientos is hitting 286. He's got a 902 OPS. Um, uh, how many bombs? 23 bombs, 71 RBI, 16 doubles, all in uh, 93 games at the AAA level. Um, if if he's not ready, I don't know who is. He's hitting really well down there, so it'd be nice to give him a shot once rosters expand. Um, and lastly, the second person I'd like to see is Joey the Churve Lucchese. Uh, lefty pitcher for the Mets um, coming back from Tommy John surgery. We need lefties so badly in that bullpen. And I just think seeing a churve come out of the bullpen is uh, going to be a new look for a lot of teams. Joey Lucchese, you know, could definitely serve as a second lefty option, you know, next to or behind Joey Rodriguez. So um, Joey Lucchese, love to see him in the majors this year. Wishing him the best during his rehab assignment. Hopefully he can make an impact on the club this year. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are getting closer and closer to the playoffs, guys. Exciting times coming up for baseball. Um, but we're going to have to wrap it up here. Uh, I just want you guys to all know we're going to start pushing out social media stuff. So if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, um, it's going to be our first names. And then B Park B Park Beef. Um, so that would be at, for example, at John B Park Beef on Twitter. Um, you know, just stay tuned with us we'll probably be you know going over our team's injuries and call-ups and stuff like that um we're gonna start a discord server for you guys so you can chat with us if you'd like Um, i think that'd be cool and yeah you guys have anything else you want to add into that or yes sir yeah follow us jimmy b park beef on twitter 
Yeah, uh, Nick B Park Beef Twitter. And yes. uh, any questions or anything in the in the Discord, don't don't be scared to ask. I mean, we got phones, yeah. we got notifications. We'll we'll get back to you. Yeah, if you guys want to talk to us, anything you can. Um, I'll be posting the uh, Discord on our Twitters. So if you want that, you'll have to go over to our Twitters. And yeah, that was uh, episode six of Ballpark Beef, guys. We're, wow, episode oh. six. It's crazy. Episode six. But yeah, we have plenty more episodes on the way. Remember, we drop every Wednesday at 4 p.m. So be there. Or, you know, or be square. You're missing out. Everyone, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your week. Deuces.